0: This is Honest Math Chat and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're gonna to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've gotta use Math Discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging Math Discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Anticipating is something I did in college lesson plans, I think. And then I never thought about it again for my first four years of teaching. I just fell into that trap of teaching like I had been taught. I was relying solely on my math curriculum as my guide to teaching math until I learned about anticipating students' math strategies as a way to plan a student-centered math discussion. That year, I learned that I didn't have to do so much work. I was always at the board or the easel showing students how to solve problems, reading the script from my teacher's edition, explaining my math thinking. Now, don't get me wrong. I asked students questions like, what do you put here? How many tens are in 67? Now, how can we show that with base 10 blocks? I had my students use math manipulatives, whiteboards, I gave exit tickets. I thought I was doing okay, okay enough for a subject that I absolutely hated. That was until I learned about anticipating. And my teaching of math completely changed. I went from direct instruction like here's the problem, let's solve it, now go practice it, into a student-centered, in a student thinking-driven classroom. One that mirrored the way I taught social studies and reading and writing and science. One where I too learned math and my students were more motivated and engaged in math than I could have ever imagined. This concept of anticipating comes from Peg Smith and Mary Kay Stein in five practices for orchestrating productive math discussions. And of course, I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. We're going to dive deep into anticipating today. There are five total moves though in five practices for orchestrating productive math discussions and all are so important and transformative in math teachers' lives, specifically mine this book has largely influenced my daily routine for teaching math that I call word problem workshop and you can check out that teacher training where I'm sharing all all about that daily routine, giving you the problems you need for a full year, and even sharing videos from my own classroom to help you really understand this instructional practice and implement it in your own classroom. So you can find the information for that at monamath.com WPW for Word Problem Workshop. The five reasons why you should be using anticipating in your math class and in your planning by talking first about what anticipating is. The word anticipating means thinking about what's about to happen, right? Or considering what will happen. And that's exactly what anticipating in the math classroom is. You think about the task you're going to give your students, and you write down all the ways you think your student might solve that. Now, For me, I think it's best to do that in a way that's organized from least sophisticated to most sophisticated, but also in our elementary grades, considering base 10 and different kind of buckets of strategies. So all anticipating is, though, is writing down how students will solve. Anticipating is your planning for math. Now, I don't know about you, but the way I've always planned for math was I opened the teacher's guide, found which lessons we were going to do next week, skimmed the lesson plan, and then read it on the fly as I taught it. That was until I learned about anticipating. Anticipating is something that actually changed my teaching of not just math, but everything. I started to anticipate how my students would answer close reading um, text-dependent questions. I was anticipating their answers. And then I was choosing which of those I anticipated that we we would share out and discuss. I was anticipating what students would notice and wonder about a science experiment. And I was deciding, using my anticipation, which ideas we were going to run with in order to get us closer to our learning goal. That's the same thing that I learned from Pat and Mary Kay in five practices for orchestrating discussion, anticipating. So I want to share with you five reasons why you should be anticipating students' strategies. So number one is anticipating keeps you as the teacher in the driver's seat because you can see where the students are at and where they are going. So you can ask the right questions. You're still driving the bus, but the students are doing the work. So you know what they're going to do and you know where you want them to go. So you are able to still drive the bus, even though on the outside, it really doesn't look like that. Anticipating number two helps you know where students are at on that progression. Where are they in terms of their sophistication of their strategy? It helps you meet your students' needs. As we talked about on episode 78, when we give students math tasks and we really understand that progression, we're better able to meet our students' needs through asking the right questions, through giving them a little nudge or a little you know, nugget of information. We can help them start to build their understanding and progress into deeper and deeper understanding and math proficiency. Number three, anticipating allows you to let students explore and discuss without having to tell them. It gives you peace of mind that they're on the right track when you make anticipating part of your strategy for planning math, you are able to keep track of where your students are and where they are going by using your anticipating during math workshop. So you can let your students explore and discuss because you have that peace of mind knowing that you know exactly where they are and where they're going. Now, I will say this is probably the hardest part I see most teachers have, is the stop telling them what to do and start letting them figure out what they're doing. But I've seen when students are able to explore and name and discuss what they're thinking and their math ideas, their math understanding, when they are able to name it and discuss it with their peers, they remember it longer and they truly understand it Versus just being told what to do, being told what to understand, and then regurgitating it or mimicking what we said to do on their own paper. Anticipating gives you that peace of mind that they do know what they're saying and that they're on the right track. All right, number four, anticipating allows you to conference more effectively. Because you can quickly assess where the student is on the progression, and then you can identify the connections between strategies, which makes your conferencing and your questioning with individuals more efficient and more effective. It takes the load off of you. You don't have to be doing all that heavy thinking of, are they right? Are they wrong? Because you've already done that before you gave the task to students. You've already thought about all the ways that they might solve. So now you can be in the room while they're solving, knowing exactly what they're going to do. So you've already thought through that part and you've already thought through the connections between the strategies. Let me give you an example of that. Okay, so you give your students a problem where you are giving them a join change unknown problem in a word problem, because I believe everything can be taught by word problems. It just adds that level of cognitive demand of asking our students to reason and make sense of the task when we give that to them in a context, not just in naked number form, as I like to say. So you're doing a join change unknown. So maybe it's like, I have 27 headbands, I got a bunch more for my birthday, and now I have 81. So that middle quantity is unknown, but it's still a join problem, right? So you have students who automatically know, oh, I got to take the total and I got to subtract what I had at first. And so they're trying to do 81 subtract 27. But then you have this other group of students, maybe even more if you're in a lower grade, that sees it as, okay, I have to start at 27 and count up to 81. And so maybe the student builds 27 with base 10 blocks and is starting to add in, you know, the ones and they're counting up by ones. And then you have another student who also built the 27 and they are adding tens until they get to 81. And so you can see the connection between these strategies because you've anticipated it. You've already thought through, well, I'm going to have kids who count by ones and I'm going to have kids who. Count by tens. And I might have a student who even uses a number line, an open number line, and knows to hop three from the 27 to make it to a friendly number of 30. And then it'll make it easier to add 51 to get to 81. So you're already starting to think about these strategies and drawing connections between them. Because you might have a student that used those base 10 blocks and said, okay, I have 27. If I add three, then that'll give me three tens. Then I can add five 10s. And they're actually moving the blocks, but they're doing the same thing that the kid with the number line did. This is the beauty of Anticipation because you now don't have to stand in the middle of your room while everyone's hands are up and they're solving and they're struggling. And you don't have to sit there thinking, what am what am I looking at here? What is this? Because you've already done that thinking ahead of time and you can see the connections among the strategies. You might also have already thought through those students who know how to subtract in this instance, in this scenario. And what you might connections you might draw between the addition and the subtraction. You might already already be thinking about, hmm, that would make for a really interesting discussion. Okay, I could go on and on about this forever, but let's get to the fifth reason you should be anticipating student strategies. Anticipating is how you'll deepen your own understanding of math and the connections and the possible teaching points. So I just gave you that example. I wouldn't be able to rattle that off if I didn't anticipate and practice with problems like this all the time. And I'm not going to lie, I sat here and I wrote down all the strategies for that problem because I really love this practice. It has helped me understand operations like addition and subtraction, even, and multiplication and division, fractions, decimals. It's helped me understand them better. And I often get asked from teachers who try Word Problem Workshop, I get asked all the time of like, do you just have like a list of teaching points that we should do at each grade level? And the answer is no, because what we need to do is be anticipating and seeing those connections and those teaching points in what our students are doing. So I could make a list of teaching points But what I really think is the most important thing to do is to go back and pick that learning goal. We talked a lot about that in 78, episode 78, of choosing a learning goal and thinking about where it is in that progression and looking at standards above and below. And when you choose that learning goal, that will help you with your anticipating. But spend the time to go through and think through all the strategies that your students might use because that's really gonna help you deepen your understanding of math. When we anticipate, we plan for all the ways our students might solve a math task. When we anticipate, we allow students to solve openly, bringing their expertise to class. And when we anticipate, we empower our students to be mathematicians. Well, that was your dose of honest math chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com discussion discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.